Howdy, before we start today's Come and Take It, we'd like to give a big thank you to everyone who purchased a shirt in our Teespring campaign. We hope you'll get them soon, that you'll wear them everywhere you go, and tell your friends about Come and Take It. We'd like to send a big thank you to Aunt Felicitas for telling us how much she likes the show. She told us, It's with a heavy heart that I write to you. A heavy heart because I've listened to almost all of your podcasts and I have no idea what I'm going to do next week. I expect withdrawal symptoms. She then went on to tell us a lot of very nice things, give us some great ideas for the show, and told us that she was very happy that we know how to pronounce pecan. We thank you for listening to the show, and like this listener, be sure to tell everyone you know about Come and Take It, because that's how we're going to grow the show, and we're going to let people know just how awesome Texas is. And without further ado, here's the show. Sounds a bit like North Korea, (laughs) the way you describe it. For glorious leader. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. Every state in America has its share of strange tourist attraction, and Texas is no different. In fact, it's special. We've talked about some of the Lone Star State statues and memorials commemorating great deeds and historical events, as well as some of the more peculiar monuments to fictional characters and giant nuts. In this episode, we're taking a virtual road trip across the state, talking more about the weird and strange things that you just have to see to believe. But first, what's your most memorable road trip adventure story? Well, one year, um, I guess this was right after I had graduated college, or maybe it was between junior and senior year. In any case, I had driven to San Antonio and spent the weekend with my brother, and I had all my stuff loaded into my car on my way home. So I was driving from Dallas, stopped in San Antonio, was on my way to Houston. Well, out there on I-10 in the middle of the night, I blew a tire. So not only did I have to unpack the back of my car to get to the spare tire, the spare tire was flat. And so I got out my spare. I was walking down the side of the road to the gas station, and a Texas trooper pulled up beside me and asked me what was going on. He said, is that your car back there? I said, yes, sir. And he said, well, okay, be careful. And I was like, well, can you give me a ride? And I saw him turn around and look in the back of the car, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And he said, yeah, I guess so. And they opened up the back door, and there was a recording crew in the car with him with the boom mic and everything. I guess they're shooting an episode of Cops or something or real stories of the Highway Patrol. I don't know. Bad but, boys, bad boys. What <laughs> you they, couldn't do? They gave me a ride at the gas station. My brother came and <laughs> helped me out and stuff. But yeah, that was the one and only time that I've been in a uh, police car and or state trooper car. But this was the Oldsmobile and not the Volkswagen no, 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 that no. the garbage no, truck this backed was, over. This was the Citation. The brown citation. I don't want to this spoil was, it, this was, there's another great car story coming this down was the line. pre-Oldsmobile. <laughs> Pre-Oldsmobile. Right, Post well, garbage truck. Yeah, well, my uh, I was probably nine, ten years old, and I just we were driving out to West Texas, and we didn't, we could not stop for some reason. And I remember my brother having to go bathroom in the in a Ziploc bag, <laughs> and 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 they, we had to hold the Ziploc bag until we did find a get to a place to stop. So it, dare I ask the question? Uh, it it made it. It survived. Yes, mm. there was no breakage. Fortunately. <laughs> well, I'll just say, as far as road trips go, uh, I remember when we were kids, we all piled in the Buick, and we took a trip to Disney World out to Orlando, Florida to go see some of the big parks. 
But, uh, you know, it was interesting because we got up super early on the morning to come home and we drove from Orlando all the way to my aunt's house in Houston because we were living at Corpus at the time. We just couldn't quite squeeze out that last three hours to Corpus. <laughs> but I remember being it being stressful and weird and exhausting after being on the friendliest place on earth, being stuffed into a metal can for 22 hours on the road. And, you know, with your sister in the back seat, it's a lot of like, you touch me, you touch me. But I remember it was the 80s, so it was it was late, it was dark, we were pulling into Houston, and We Are the World came on the radio, <laughs> and it was like, sweet salvation, we're almost at my aunt's house. And of course, like any road trip outside the state, when you're coming back, it's like state, 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 Texas. Texas. <laughs> Texas, an, an endless rolling carpet. The most depressing part of entering the state is you see that sign, and it's like, almost a thousand miles before you reach the other side and you're just like, oh, <laughs> this road goes on. Robert Earl Keen was not lying. This road goes on forever. <laughs> um, well, so like many other places, Texas takes pride in its tourist attractions. And you need to understand that we don't always make them for you. Sometimes we make them for us and you get to enjoy them too. And we don't always have a reason why we make these things. Um, sometimes there is a backstory in history and sometimes there's just not. Yeah. Sometimes somebody just decides I'm going to build this thing. <laughs> and sometimes it's not even meant to be a tourist attraction. It's just something that somebody wants to have. Yep, exactly. Well, so a lot of these attractions you can find on uh, the Roadside America website or app, uh, that you can download it for your iPhone. Unfortunately, if you have an Android phone, it's not available as an app, but roadside, uh, roadsideamerica.com. First up, Jesus in a box. <laughs> you heard me. Jesus in a Box. He's located in Abernathy, Texas, and that's a small town between Lubbock and Amarillo up in the Panhandle right along Interstate 27. Right next to the St. Isidore Catholic Church, this larger-than-life statue of Jesus is nailed to a cross and bleeding. It's enclosed in a small structure with windows in the front so that you can see him from the highway. You don't even have to stop. Just gingerly slow down as you drive by, cruise by, and give it a look. Engine flight if you need to. <laughs> Not while you're driving. Not while you're driving, no. <laughs> In the passenger can seat. You, can you cross yourself just quickly as you That's drive you by? That's you could, yes. Okay. Further south in Lubbock proper is a life-size statue of barbecue legend C.B. Stubb Stubblefield. Wearing a signature cowboy hat, boots, and blue jean jacket, Stubb is holding a platter overflowing with barbecued meat and chicken. We Texans revere barbecue so much that we erect statues to the people who do it right. Well, some people do. But Stubb definitely did it right. The Stubbs Barbecue Restaurant in Austin is still open today, and you can buy Stubbs Barbecue Sauce just about anywhere in the United States. They recently introduced a new sauce featuring Texas' own Dr. Pepper as a base. And I went grocery shopping this weekend, and Kroger had none in stock. So apparently, it's a hot item. All right, so while you're in Lubbock, don't miss the Prairie Dog Town. This is a home to hundreds of prairie dogs, and this community is located at McKenzie Park, and it's actually maintained by the city. These prairie dogs are accustomed to being watched, and they're in a fenced-in area, and they aren't bothered by people moving around and taking pictures. You'd be hard-pressed to find a town like this anywhere else. Well, if you keep driving, nearby is the Steel House, located in Ransom Canyon. Designed and built by sculptor Robert Bruno, some say it looks like a giant pig. To some of us, it reminds us of the Adat, which is the Imperial Walker from The Empire Strikes Back. Many think it resembles the home of a James Bond villain. 
Regardless of what it reminds you of, it's definitely worth visiting if you find yourself in the area. The steel house is built on a cliff overlooking a lake just 15 minutes away from downtown Lubbock. It's a short trip, and you should take pictures so your friends will believe you. Going north from Jesus in a Box, near Amarillo on I-40, is the Cadillac Ranch. A group of Cadillacs, representing the 60s and 70s eras when tail fins were popular, are buried nose down in a field, each angled to match the Great Pyramids of Giza. The cars are painted in a psychedelic graffiti style. The ranch is an art installation created by an alternative architectural firm called the Ant Farm, which is headquartered north of San Francisco. But while it might take a San Francisco state of mind to conceive of such a thing, it took Texas oil money to make it happen. The owner is an eccentric millionaire who also commissioned a giant pair of legs, just legs, which stand on the side of the highway outside Amarillo. These, too, are covered in graffiti. So when you're in Amarillo to see the Cadillac Ranch, make sure you stop by and see the world-famous Big Texan Steak Ranch. Now, if you, Mike, or Scott, can eat a 72-ounce steak, a baked potato, a shrimp cocktail, and a dinner roll in one hour, the meal's free. Otherwise, it's like $80. (laughs) Uh, The current world champion actually ate two 72-ounce steaks, two baked potatoes, two shrimp cocktails, and two dinner rolls in 9 minutes and 59 seconds. Yeah, she was a mother of four. Mother of four. Just a regular, regular, normal mother of four. A hungry mother of four. As of today, over 151,000 people have tried the 72-ounce steak challenge since the restaurant opened in 1960, and only 11,000 have succeeded. And this restaurant, you can't miss it. There's a big... Giant Texas cowboy on top of it. Well, that's not too bad. 15 to 1. You have a 15 to 1 chance. It's yeah. better than the lottery. You, you could also, like... There's, there's still something on your plate. Yeah. There's nothing on that plate but, but <laughs> bone and gristle. Mm-hmm. You eat the bone and gristle, son. <laughs> We're going to head south and west from the panel and make a long, long drive all the way towards Big Bend National Park. Eventually, you'll arrive in Terlingua, Texas, It's about a 500-mile trip from Amarillo, so plan on spending the night. While you're in Terlingua, visit the Starlight Theater. There you'll find Clay Henry, a stuffed goat. Clay was famous in Terlingua for his unquenchable thirst that was satisfied only by Lone Star Beer. (laughs) Now, when Henry died, they stuffed and mounted him, complete with a bottle of Lone Star in his mouth. Yeah, and apparently uh, Henry had a son that they tried to make into the next tourist attraction, but he just can't drink as well as his dad did, apparently. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting story. A beer-drinking goat. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Texas! <laughs> <laughs> beer-drinking goats and swimming pigs. This, this is what Sam Houston fought for. Now, on the way to Terlingua, you might take a side trip to Marfa and visit the Prada store. It's not actually a store, but a sculpture that looks like a Prada store, complete with (laughs) shoes and purses inside. You can't go in, but you can marvel at something in the middle of nowhere that looks like it belongs in downtown Beverly Hills. Marfa itself is noted for its vibrant art scene and counterculture lifestyle. It's like a little piece of hipster culture out in the middle of nowhere. I I love that we have a statue of a store. It's not a store, but it's a statue of one. Some might call it a diorama. (laughs) All right. Now, if West Texas doesn't suit you, and it doesn't suit a lot of people, maybe you should head up back uh, east towards Dallas, and you wind up in Abilene. On your way, you might notice the gigantic cross in Groom, Texas. You might also know the Leaning Tower of Texas. 
This was originally built as a water tower, and it was moved to Groom to supply water for a truck stop. By the time it got there, it was no longer needed, so its owner decided to make it into a tourist attraction. It was planted at an 80-degree angle within sight of the interstate, and it worked. Drivers would get off the interstate to investigate this oddity, and they'd wind up eating at the truck stop. Unfortunately, the truck stop was destroyed in a fire, but the water tower still draws people off the highway. Now, once you get to Abilene, and just stick with it, folks, you will eventually get to Abilene. (laughs) You may think you're on the moon, but eventually you'll see a city. There you will find a statue of a pig on wheels in a park on South First Street. A little farther down is the world's largest paper airplane. It's made of wood, but it's made to look like a paper or more properly, an origami F-15 fighter. Turn around and head up North 1st Street, and you'll see the world's largest buffalo skull. It weighs 2 tons, measures 26 feet across, and it happens to be made of steel. Yeah, I don't think buffalo ever really got that big. Prehistoric but... iron buffalo skull. <laughs> that's, that's history fact. Look it up. Yeah. Now, be sure to look for Dino Bob when you're in Abilene. Dino Bob is a sculpture of a dinosaur mounted on top of a parking garage. Some Abilinians wanted to get rid of Bob, claiming he was an eyesore, but schoolchildren rallied behind him and saved him. About a block away from Bob is a charming park with six statues of Dr. Seuss characters that were commissioned as part of the Abilene Storybook Project. The Cat in the Hat, the Lorax, the Grinch, Horton the Elephant, Yertle the Turtle, and Sam I Am are all represented. Yeah, and Abilene has a, seems to have a lot of parks with statues of weird things. I think it's just because, if you've ever been to Abilene... People get bored. You know what I like? A swing. <laughs> Maybe an old school yeah. Mario go around. Yeah, no. no they, 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 Monkey they, bars, anyone? Okay. Yeah. Uh, slightly north of Abilene is Albany, Texas. I've been to Albany. Uh, and it's not to be outdone by its neighbors. It also has a giant steel longhorn cattle head. Now, sitting right next to it is a restored Sinclair gas station. And uh, the longhorn's li- eyes light up at night. And if this isn't enough... Uh, nearby is the Willoughby McCabe Gun Shop, which has an honest-to-goodness elephant skull. And according to its owners, uh, we haven't been able to verify the veracity of this story, but according to its owners, the elephant was shot after running wild and killing numerous people in Albany, Texas. Hmm. Mm, you know what? It could like, happen. That, listen, you know, if you go to Hutto, yep. there's all the hippos there. Right, they had the hippos. I mean, they had the wild hippos that they couldn't control, and yep. that's why they named after the hippos. There's a lot of crazy stuff that happens in <laughs> Texas, people who are listening to this, and not in Texas right now. Right. Let's leave Abilene. As you head east, you'll eventually reach the vicinity of Dallas-Fort Worth. Now, in Pioneer Plaza, which is just a stone's throw from Dallas City Hall and one block from the Dallas Convention Center, you'll find a sculpture called the Cattle Drive. It's the largest bronze sculpture of its kind in the world. Three cowboys and 50 head of cattle, all cast in bronze and life-size, are crossing a creek on their way to the market. Not far from the convention center, next to the Jewel Hotel in downtown Dallas, is a 30-foot-tall bloodshot eyeball. This sculpture was created in 2007 by artist Tony Tassert and has been on display in parks in St. Louis, Chicago, and Sparta, Wisconsin. In 2013, it was moved to Dallas, where it has the opportunity to creep people out on a daily basis. I can see it where, from the floor that I work at 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 AT&T headquarters on the 20th floor, it's right directly below us, and it is weird, creepy, and gross. It just looks strange. (laughs) There's lots of ophthalmologists that probably visit and go, it's beautiful. It looks like... (laughs) Very accurate. It looks like like the eyeball in 
the Big Trouble in Little China. It's really freaky. So while you're in Dallas, you can drop by the Texas School Book Depository. We've talked about that before. And visit the Sniper Nest where Lee Harvey Oswald changed history. You can also visit the graves of Bonnie and Clyde, which is located in Western Heights Cemetery. Then you can go out west to Fort Worth and see the photography studio where Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid had their photos taken with the Hole in the Wall gang. On your way from Dallas to Fort Worth, stop in Grand Prairie and visit the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium. Yeah, they got auditorium. Yeah, they've got a wax museum and all the kind of weird stuff that Ripley's is known for. They have an inside tornado and and things like that. So it's pretty. It's pretty. It's near the uh, the horse track. If you don't feel like coming to Dallas, they have one in San Antonio, too. Oh, well. Okay. Well, we're in Dallas right now on a road trip. <laughs> I hate I hate you. Get your feet off of me, Sean. Yeah, and before, before <laughs> Stop we Stop touching me. Yeah, before we leave Dallas, there's also another cattle drive up in Frisco. It's a smaller one. It's in a shopping center. And don't forget about in Las Colinas, there's the horses running across the water. So we like, you know, statues of cows and horses in Dallas. Sounds a bit like North Korea, <laughs> the way you describe it, <laughs> for glorious leader. All right. If you decide to keep going, and let's just roam around East Texas, be sure to stop by Jacksonville, just a few miles south of Tyler. If you're passing through in March, you can check out the Jacksonville Testicle Festival. Graced with the tagline of, quote, have a ball with Jesus, the festival features calf fries, which are, of course, fried testicles, calf roping, a cowboy church service, and plenty of other mostly likely ball-themed activities. Mm. Mm. Sounds swell. Calf Moving on. Roll the windows up, kids. Yeah. All right. So you're going to take that long trip down southeast along the Texas Gulf Coast, and you get to Corpus Christi. And there you're going to find the replica of Christopher Columbus's ship, the Nina. Now, it was originally part of a display of all of Columbus's small fleet, including the Pinta and the Santa Maria, which sailed into Corpus Christi Bay in 1992, which was the 500th anniversary of Columbus's famous journey. They were all damaged, though, almost immediately by a barge, and so they were moved on land to a city park, uh, where over the last couple of decades they fell into disrepair. Last year, the Santa Maria and the Pinta were demolished to make way for a splash pad, but the Nina is being restored and has been moved back to the water. And, it, and the Pinta is not that much bigger than, like, your standard, like, houseboat really no they're tiny they're <laughs> tiny, the tiny old things grab your honey bun take a bathroom break now let's get back in the car and we're going to head north to san antonio or perhaps pick up a whataburger before you leave corpus be sure to visit whataburger it's where it was born they have a special statue of Harmon dobson it's a big bronze casting it's sitting on a bench you can sit next to it get your picture taken get you a number one with cheese and whatever else you like and let's hit the road kids and we're heading north to san antonio So once we get to San Antonio, you're probably going to want to visit the Alamo and the Riverwalk, which everyone knows. But you shouldn't stop there. Be sure to go by the Toilet Seat Art Museum. Uh, I think the name explains it all. You can also go to the Wooden Nickel Museum and see the world's largest wooden nickel, as well as a million more wooden nickels. And if you go at the right time of the year, you can even participate in the Wooden Nickel Festival. (laughs) It's just a lot of wooden money-based entertainment. (laughs) I'll also throw in that you make sure you go to the Buckhorn Saloon, which we have covered in an episode. Right. And uh, it's a museum where you can drink. It's just right a couple blocks off of the Riverwalk. Right by the Alamo. Mm Mm-hmm. 
All right, now northeast of San Antonio, up I-35, on your way to Austin, you can stop off in San Marcos, which has its own mystery spot, the Anti-Gravity House. Yeah, you can also go tubing if you want to do that. Yeah. Buda has a fake castle with the world's largest pinball machine, which is so large it uses a billiard ball. And, of course, we mentioned the uh, town of Hutto, and they have their hippo statue. Now, also through that area used to be, um, well, used to be a place called Aquarina Springs, which the sunken gardens are still there, but the Aquarina Springs Park Kind of a theme park is no longer there, but that's where they had Ralph the Swimming Pig. The famous this. commercials that right. we all grew up listening to. And Hutto, it just doesn't have one hippo statue, by the way. I mean, there's, everything is hippo flavored in yes. that town. Yes. It's, it's, yes. Uh, so let's swing way back in back towards West Texas again. And we're going to go to the tiny town of Ira Ann. And there in Ira Ann is Alley Oop Land. And this park celebrates the work of V.T. Hamlin, who lived in this oil field tan, town in the 1920s. Alley Oop was an extremely popular comic strip created by Hamlin in the 1930s and 40s, and the park features large statues of characters and dinosaurs from the strip. Now, these dinosaurs are a 1930s understanding of dinosaurs. They're not actually accurate. So if you want real, quote, real-looking dinosaurs, you probably want to go up to Glen Rose yeah. or the Perot yeah. Museum in Dallas. Yeah, the dinosaurs in Alley Oopland are very much like the dinosaurs in the... Uh, the- Pee-wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now, many Texans love their state so much that they hate to leave it, even to see the wonders of the world. Perhaps that explains why there's an Eiffel Tower in Paris, Texas, and a Stonehenge replica in both Odessa and the town of Ingram, which are northwest of San Antonio. Odessa being way northwest of San Antonio. Ingram also has a couple of replicas of the Easter Island heads. Um, Irving... Uh, up here near Dallas, has a replica of the White House that's part of the TBN TV network facilities. Uh, There's also a private residence in Dallas that is styled after the White House. No, that's not where W lives. Forney has a model of the Statue of Liberty, and Harlingen has a replica of the Iwo Jima Memorial. Simon Vega, from Los Fresnos, near Brownsville, has turned two rooms of his house into a shrine to his old army buddy, Elvis Presley. He calls his museum Little Graceland. Now, not to be outdone, Texas even has replicas of its own tourist attractions. There's a replica of the Alamo in the Dallas suburb of Plano that serves as a warehouse for an auto body repair shop. There's also a $1.5 million home in Spicewood, which is north of Austin, that's based on the Alamo. And of course, there's still the Alamo Village, which is out near Uvalde, which is where several of the Alamo movies have been filmed. And it is for sale right now. If you'd like to buy it. It is for sale. If you got a little walking around, got a little wham, got a little walking around yeah. money, want to and don't want to want to pocket Alamo, you got it. And don't mind being in Uvalde. Hey, <laughs> it's a lovely fair. Love you, Uvalde. <laughs> now, one thing And there's so many things we didn't talk about. There's so yeah. many more places. Think, yeah. Dozens well, that I can think of. Yeah. Well, and I have to say that, you know, calling the the Alamo and Plano <laughs> a replica of the Alamo is stretching yeah. it a bit. It's more of just a facade. It's a facade, it's a facade on vaguely a vaguely Alamo shaped brick building. <laughs> but uh, I always thought it I always thought it was cool. So Well, it's it's just weird because it's on a side street. It's like not even on a main thoroughfare. Well, there's it's just like tucked away. Hey, there's the Alamo. Well, there's there's so I kind of see these as classifications of different things. I mean, there's there's sort of the idea of roadside attraction which is like mm-hmm. I'm in Podunk, and I have a gas station, and I really want you to stop. We didn't talk about in Italy, Texas, like there's a replica of of a 
vaguely Star Trekish yeah. spaceship right off yeah. the side of the road that's a gas station. Right. Uh, yeah. There's we, also down there in 35, there's the, uh, what are they called? The, the big caterpillar, the yeah. monolithic dome. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's it's right next right, to it. Yeah, it's, it's all right, right it's there. It's the same builder. They're all yeah. made out of uh, cement domes. Geodesic, He's, yeah. We, we, no, it's, it's like a, it's a whole process to do it's these It's a monolithic molded, dome, patent yeah. pending. Patent yeah. pending. But I, so there's these sort of, there's idea of roadside attractions, and then we also talked about, well, there's, some of these are kind of more kitschy museums or inter- mm-hmm. museums of interesting things. Yeah, there's there's actually at least three replicas of the Oval Office throughout the state. Now, two of them are in presidential libraries, one in Austin for the LBJ and mm-hmm. one in Dallas for the George Bush one. But uh, there's also one in Odessa in a museum for no good reason other than that they wanted to have an Oval but Office. But I wonder, do you know, how many people live in a place and you know there's cultural things around yeah. you and stuff to do, and it's just like... You don't ever really make the time when you live there because you're busy and you're working. And sometimes you don't even realize that some of this stuff is just so close and accessible. Mm-hmm. Well, and we've talked about the the quote unquote real story of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all these places that say we're the real place. Well, actually, there are places that where they filmed scenes in the movie that are like tourist attractions as well now. So I think that's interesting is all these there's a bunch of different like film sets and film things that were related to movies that are filmed in Texas and maybe set in Texas, maybe not that you can also see throughout the state. And even like the city hall of Dallas, which served as the what OCP building in RoboCop. Well, I think we talked about in the odds and ends memorials. I mean, I think we talked about things that were more, to me, these are the pieces of the uh, kind of the unsanctioned <laughs> things. Like there's this, you know, we have a giant statue of, of Sam Houston, but we also have the giant one of uh, Stephen F. Austin, the big presidential heads. But I think those are more considered to be kind of commissioned art. And to yeah. me, like, I'm going to bury a bunch of Cadillacs in the desert. <laughs> That's just you being like, yeah. I'm just going to make this thing. And I don't really, you know, who, who needs zoning laws, you know? Or or, or 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 having something, a memorial or a monument or a museum to something that you have no connection with. In Jefferson, the Gone with the Wind Museum. No reason for it. It wasn't in Jefferson, Texas, but there's a museum to the Gone with the Wind. So, it, it, But it's just like Texas's fun character coming out. Just, hey, I like this thing. I want it. Well, yeah, this, there you go. And I think it just goes to show that you can go drive in the Texas highways and pretty much anywhere you stop along the way, there's bound to be something interesting worth checking out. So kids, when your parents are dragging you on this weird trip to the middle of nowhere in Texas <laughs> to see the world's <laughs> the world's largest buffalo skull replica, you can thank us for telling them about it. Yeah. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We want to hear from you. So like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many other great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. If you want to support the show, be sure to go to patreon.com slash texaspodcast. And why not follow us individually, too? I'm on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two ends, And I'm Scotticus. Special thanks today to Paul Schmel for helping us research and write this episode. We'd like to send a big thank you to everyone who supported the t-shirt campaign. We hope that you get them in the mail, that you wear them everywhere you go, and every time you see someone, you tell them about Come and Take It, your favorite and only Texas history podcast. We know you love the show, so be sure to tell your friends and please leave a review on iTunes. That really helps us out. 
We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas Texas wants you anyway. anyway.